Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the PJ Podcast. You might be thinking, hang on, that's a different theme song. And you're right, because this is a special edition of the show, the Woo Woo Weekend Edition. It's something I've wanted to do for a while, and I'm not going to promise it's going to happen every weekend, but I thought, look, let's do some bonus Woo Woo Weekend episodes where we get a little spiritual, we get a little alternative. If you're not into that, that's fine. Don't listen. This is for my woo-woo peeps, and I actually recorded this chat uh, that I'm going to play for you today back in April, and I've been that nervous to play it. I'm like, oh, I don't know if people are into astrology. Oh, I don't know if they're into human design, but I love this girl. Her name is Hannah Carrera. She is a Kiwi who moved to Sydney a few years back, and she's one of those people I just love to follow. She always does monthly energy updates and talks about star signs and human design and I'm just always like oh my god you wrote this for me um so today we're going to dive into astrology the perception that people have of astrology also human design what's your type if you haven't done this um I'm going to put a little link in the bio uh, wherever you get your podcasts so you can feel like you're included and you can know what you are because it's honestly fascinating. You start diving into all these layers. Um, also, we'll just have a general chit-chat about the year of 2022 and the years ahead. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this sort of more slow-paced chat for the weekend. Uh, my first Woo Weekend Edition with Hannah Carrera. I am a big follower of you. Every time you release your little horoscope or your energy reports, like I get so excited. Every new moon, every full moon, I'm on it. And I I follow you like a religion. Have you found that like over the last year, throughout this chaos, you have found way more people have been drawn to you? (laughs) Well, not to you per se. I think that there's definitely been more of an interest in stuff like astrology and human design and alternative systems that give us a little bit of insight around the energetic dynamics going on. And I love that. And I think it's also been a time that people are being more introspective, obviously, on the back of things like lockdowns. It's, yeah, just naturally promoted that kind of behavior so yeah there has been a little bit more I didn't mean in a like creepy way where people stalk you I guess I kind of do that to you in a way though um how did you get into this like did you go to university was it a course did you have like a crisis that kind of prompted you to go down this route it's interesting I it's such like an organic path that unfolded but way back when, like when I was really, really small, I was always interested in 
spiritual things, even if I didn't know it was considered spiritual, but I was just quite an imaginative child and maybe a bit weird, but my Nana was really, really spiritual. She, um, we have a lot of similarities. She actually passed away quite a while ago, but I still feel this really deep soul connection with her. Mm. And then my auntie, so this is all on my mother's line. She was really into astrology and she'd give me little astrology books. But to be honest, that wasn't a super strong focus of mine. It definitely got stronger and stronger as years went by. And I don't feel like I ever had this one big crisis or huge spiritual awakening. It was always there, like I said, from when I was really, really little. And then I guess it was more closeted. Like I would read little self-help books and spiritual texts and just... Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra, 100%. Louise Hay. They yes. Were like Bibles. Yes. And mum <laughs> was... Mum's... Um, like super, super logical, but she also has this sort of spiritual side that we ended up getting into quite deep conversations from about the age of, I was maybe like eight or nine, like quite young. Um, but what is the meaning of life, mum? Those kind of things. I remember we watched So Random, we watched the movie Legally Blonde and I... Great movie. Great movie, but for some reason we ended up having this like profound conversation along the waterfront around what is normal and it was this huge philosophical conversation like I remember it so vividly because it was like whoa there's just so much more to life and then um I did go to university I studied uh, law and commerce which was very very different um and then I actually worked corporate that, for- hang on hang on was that inspired by Legally Blonde <laughs> <laughs> potentially there was a seed planted I think that probably that actually probably has something to do with it but it was also just like dad saying that I um because basically I was a really argumentative kid he just planted this other seed that like oh you should go and do law and that's what he did and yada yada went and studied uh did that for a little while I was working corporate but when I was about 16 I started practicing yoga and that was a huge part of my life as well and yogic philosophy Mm. still informs today what I offer and basically this is a really long-winded story to say that I left my corporate role and went and volunteered at a health retreat um, called Gwengana and oh that had Dr Libby was that Dr Dr. Libby yeah 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 yeah. was connected there but I um met an astrologer there and so my plan was when I left the corporate role was to pursue yoga teaching and to go back and study psychology because I wanted to blend kind of the east and western views of things and body and mind Mm. and then yeah it just so happened that I met an astrologer and she gave me a reading that just absolutely like blew my mind and I didn't know what had happened I, I kind of walked out of that reading being like wow I just met a psychic meets counselor meets psychi- like everything mm. blended into one and she just articulated my experience like no one else ever had and so then I began studying it through books through online courses I then did like a retreat training in New Zealand which was really cool to do in person um and I just started kind of doing little readings for friends and then over time it just started to evolve and on that path of learning about astrology I then found human design and that was through listening to I think a podcast about astrology and then human design came into my awareness did a reader training for that and I just love anything that speaks to the human condition and if I really like it it's really hard for me to not go really deep down the rabbit hole and so here I am today with both of those modalities. Well I love that because there's so much more out there that we don't know and I feel like this is just start like we we as humans are just starting to scrape the surface of all this knowledge like I still feel like there's so much more out there and I think astrology got a really bad rap for such a long time because people would see these really generic statements under their star sign in a really trashy magazine in a supermarket. And then that would be, the, and they're like, well, it didn't come true. could have been the same thing for everyone. <laughs> and, you know, that's what a lot of 
skeptics will say, and that's fine, like welcome skeptical kind of approaches to it, but there, there is so much more to it than that. And it, how do you think it's evolved since then? Because I feel like when you do readings, it's so spot on. Like whenever I read your stuff, it's so much more than what you see in the magazines. It's definitely very layered. I think people just assume, like you said, are like 12 signs with these maybe four sentences for each sign, how are there only 12 kind of people in the world? And Mm. if you look at even just a personal uh, astrological chart, you don't just have a sun sign, which I, or a star sign, which is what people think they have one sign. You've got a moon sign, a Venus sign. And essentially this is because there are so many different planets moving in different parts of the sky, giving us different flavors of energy. And so when you take in that whole picture, then you get a much more nuanced, more specific, customized reading of whether it's the current energy in the sky right now or a reading of a person's natal chart and what what their energy is made up of. Um, and so I think, yeah, for me personally, like looking at all of the different placements of the planets, not just where is the sun in the sky right now, and then also using intuition, it's kind of a science and an art blended into one. Mm. Um, but, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, 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 it does. It, it absolutely does because you're right. There's so many layers in, in that one kind of – because I've always relied on being just a Leo, but actually yeah. there's probably – because I, I think it's because I, like, associate with the Leo star sign so much, but there is so much more underneath that that actually makes up, you know, our whole being. And I guess that goes in well, hand in hand with human design. Yeah. which I feel is another arm, but there's probably more arms out there that we don't realise. <laughs> so many. Human design also incorporates layers of like astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching chakras. So it blends a whole lot of different kind of ancient wisdom traditions. And then it's also got quantum physics and um, other more, I guess, new age sciences involved in it. So it incorporates lots of different modalities, but human design is really really fascinating and it was only brought to us in 1987 and I think it's because we're really ready for it ready for that information as Mm. a generation and there's definitely that revival of alternative means of healing and spirituality and back in the industrial revolution that's when science and spirituality really got split and I think that that was with, you know, people in big, powerful positions who didn't want just the lay person to be able to have their own sense of power. And I think these tools actually give us a lot of power and tap us back into yes. our own yeah, innate gifts. And I think that that's scary for people that want to control the masses. <laughs> well, it's like burning of the witches. That's exactly what it reminds me of. Fully, yeah. 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 Shut out all that stuff which is going to bring you your own empowerment. We must tell you how you must act and you can only feel empowered from things that we do. Yeah, 100%. So I think it's how the world has got, right? And so it it feels like we're on this movement to claiming that back. Yes, I fully feel that. Um, Okay, so let's go through just quickly the human design it must be really hard to wrap them up really quickly but I assume a lot of people won't actually know um what their human design makeup is so do you have a resource that people could go to like is there a website yeah um, where people could actually find it out yeah if you go uh to I, on my website hannasolpsychology.com there's literally a free resource for people to click on and figure out their human design energy type and then I've got a little free video for everyone to listen in and watch about their energy type so it's very simple and there's no good there's no bad ones <laughs> it's just all different it's all yeah you're exactly what you're supposed to be so you don't have to have FOMO about not being (laughs) I always thought that I'd be a manifester and I was so shocked when I got told I was a projector and I was like oh my god that means I project my emotions but it doesn't it's not true at all is it the terminology that is used in human design isn't the best I think that sometimes if you yeah here yeah, you're a projector um I think negative a lot of connotations that come with that 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's definitely no hierarchy. Your soul chose to be a projector because that was the energy type it needed to be in order to fulfill its purpose. So it's perfect for you. And then once again, like that human design uh, setup has so many layers, right? Like I remember you explaining to me, it's so complex. Like yeah. there's, there's no, no one person is the same, are they? No, that's the thing. There's obviously five energy types, but beyond that, there's so many layers that will then define who you are as your unique. Um, when, like when you look at the body graph, it looks weird. Like there's just this body with colors and lines and numbers all over it, and everyone's got their own unique one that's kind of like as unique as a snowflake or a thumbprint. There's two billion possible configurations of a human wow. design chart. Two billion. Do, do you think that would be really beneficial for people to become more informed of how these types work and then in working environments or social environments that could actually make things make sense a lot more? Totally. And I think it just allows us to, one, like obviously understand ourselves and how we work on an individual level. But then also, if you have that awareness of, say, a colleague or a partner and how their energy operates, then you have more compassion. Because mm. a lot of the time, we just assume people work the same as us. Or we have these different expectations where I think, yeah, just going in and realizing actually that's not where their, their gifts lie, their gifts lie here. It's just easier to allocate resources really (laughs) so you deal with human design you deal with astrology and I just love your energy forecast like from week to week or (laughs) fortnight to fortnight um let's talk more generically for the year are there any themes that we see emerge over I don't know maybe there are patches throughout the year maybe the next 12 months are there any sort of things of note that you think are worth bringing up Yeah, we, like this year, specifically 2022, there's quite a lot of contrast, like that would, I'd say, the general thing where it's like extremes, contrast, and I've said it quite a few times where it's like this year you will experience, it's like high highs, low lows, like complete and utter bliss, and then complete and utter overwhelm and scattered and fearful and it's just about finding that happy medium and I really encourage simple practices like coming back to your breath, dropping into Mm. your body, like finding that place where you get really centered and calm is going to be really important because yeah, we are going to experience incredible extremes, but in general, yeah, it's, it's harder to say there are other consistent themes across the year. We have sort of like chapters, but um, can we go through the chapters? Yeah, we can. (laughs) We've got, (laughs) I mean, at the beginning of the year, it was much more of a slow start than usual because we had quite a few You told me this a while back and I was like, really? I remember thinking things were kind of intense then and you're like, oh, dude, we haven't even got into it yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely an interesting way to start a year when we want to kind of get out the gate and be like all guns blazing. But there's always a purpose, right? Like we're going through these cosmic cycles for a reason, like nature gives us cycles on purpose to help us evolve. And something else that's a big thing that's going on now, which I'm not sure exactly when like this podcast will be released, but say, I'm like, well, what month are we even in? <laughs> <laughs> um, April, but the we're about to go into this Jupiter Neptune conjunction in Pisces and if that makes absolutely no sense to you basically there's a lot of Pisces energy and Pisces is a really spiritual sign it's a really deep sign it's symbolic of you know it's like the ocean and so what we can gather from that is that there's this real possibility for a lot of spiritual awakening, which is sort of something we've already touched on just earlier where that's going to become more heightened. But what's interesting is the planet Jupiter expands anything it touches. And when it's in the sign of Pisces, which is like the ocean, it's a water sign. One, we do have that capacity to see more flooding or just like water supply issues, which isn't, obviously ideal but Mm. um or a shock from what we've seen so far this year yeah exactly exactly (laughs) um but it's also water is very representative of the emotional landscape and so we will see like a lot of 
emotionality and you know just heightened states of emotions but what I really encourage people to do is to actually choose I say it like choose your own adventure where it's choose the frequency you want to be vibrating on because basically the the planetary alignment is going to expand and amplify whatever you're choosing to be in the state of and so we will see a lot of people in you know a lot of fear or anger or whatever their that vibration is that they're plugging into especially if they are tuning into the media 24 Mm -hmm. 7 because that's just constant fear porn yeah yeah and And so so that will expand if you focus on it however if you get into a place of self empowerment sustainability Mm -hmm. sustainability creating your own slice of paradise however that may look even in these crazy times then hopefully this energy will assist that 100 percent. and i love the words you use sustainability and self-empowerment because those are actually other kind of big themes that we're seeing show up as like a collective um north point like to to be guided towards because we have something called the north node which is where collectively that's our um it's where we're destined to go and it's the it's the direction that we want to be always seeking and because the north node is in the sign of taurus which is an earth sign and that um it's it's all about coming home to the earth and building something say within our own gardens that is going to sustain us and not necessarily relying on these big um supply chain yeah like everything external essentially build that more like self-sustaining system and also thinking about practices that are sustainable from you know a a mental and emotional standpoint as well the practices that you commit to every day the working the lifestyle that you're committing to is this sustainable right so um, from that perspective and then also from a material like sustainability place as well those themes will definitely become more and more strong Um, we have Saturn in Aquarius and that's going to be until 2023 and Saturn is the planet that teaches us things and disciplines us and kind of teaches us through sometimes hardship come on we've had (laughs) enough teachings over the last few years I I also just mention though that the the past two years Saturn has been a really key um, planet like player but this year we're kind of let off the hook a bit because Jupiter, Jupiter, basically this planet that expands things was right by Saturn. So we've got that teaching like hardship stuff um, amplified in a way. And then also Jupiter's kind of was in the grip of Saturn and now it's been freed and it's gone into a different sign. And so we've got more of this expansion and freedom and the North node has changed. And so there's definitely changed this year. So it's, we can probably already feel that um, we're not, feeling so much of that there's definitely restrictions 100% still there there's definitely still you know struggles that we're going through and crazy world events that aren't ideal but it's not the same as Mm -hmm. you know um the previous years yeah because it felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel the last couple of years and I felt like the polarization was very heavy do we see that sort of dissolve yeah it's definitely changing I, I I'm gonna say this is not to sound, this is not to be like doom and gloom, but until around 2026, 2027, um, we're going to be going through like, it's kind of like a tumble, like washing machine. Like we're, we're going through this crazy period in time. One, because I believe us as souls, we signed up to be here for a reason. We're going through this kind of awakening and you even look on your own life experiences and it's through the hardships and the uncomfortable periods that you learn the most and you grow the most and they make you who you are. And from like a collective um, standpoint, that's what's going on on the world at the moment and will continue to, if it's not COVID, it's a something else. Mm. else. We've already seen a few something else's pop up this year, which haven't been, perfect so um yeah sometimes it's almost like oh what is COVID a thing again oh yeah it is like it's yeah a lot happening um yeah that makes so much sense because when you do I mean like I look back through my life and the toughest times I've gone through that has kind of prompted that spiritual journey and so imagine that on a large collective scale yeah 
we're going to see people and I suppose the interest in astrology is an indicator of that in itself you know there are so many more people dabbling in this now because people are looking for something else you know something more than just themselves and just this material world totally and I think that that's yeah that's absolutely the thing and when it comes to just that lesson that we're still learning with, especially Saturn and Aquarius, it's all about dropping into our intuition and Mm. trusting ourselves individually and knowing that when we are being our best self from like an individual place, we actually serve the collective because Aquarius is definitely connected to both the self and doing things like in your own world, in your own way, but also bringing equality amongst everyone and I think we've come from a a period of time where the idea is that in order to achieve success you have to trample on people and we're moving into an age where it's about no we can actually lift each other up and all shine our own unique light and that's you know going to serve everyone it doesn't have to be at the expense of someone else I love that and is that kind of where we um, delve into the age of Aquarius, because I've heard this from so many people over the years that it's coming, that this time of pure bliss is on the way. <laughs> and, and then I got like a reality uh, check when someone was like, no, it's still like 50 or 100 years away. But we're starting to see the ripple effects of it. It's almost like you're looking out on the ocean and you can see the sun on the horizon. And apparently that's like the age of Aquarius. <laughs> Yeah, and like, you know, there's definitely, um, you know, like astrologists and just multiple people in the spiritual communities who will debate this topic of the specific date when the age of Aquarius is finally here. Some people believe it already is. Some people believe it's happened in 2020. Yeah, 2020 on like the 21st or the 22nd of December, there was big hype around that date. Grand conjunction. Yeah, that was it. That moved us into an air cycle, which was indicated by the Aquarius. Um, It's kind of like the sign Aquarius kicked us off from a earth cycle into an air cycle, um, which is, that is interesting though, because if we think about what I just said about, you know, we don't have to trample on people. Yeah. I'm from a time where it's like we had to build brick by brick and things were harder and heavier and we had to sort of struggle to achieve and of course there's still it's not to say the path is going to be super easy I've just mentioned that we're going through this tumbling yeah scenario but there's a shift cycle it just means that we're able to heal and move quicker and our thoughts are really powerful and what we're thinking I'd say pay attention to that because we can sort of manifest quicker and we're we're even seeing all these different healing modalities that you know you can shift belief systems mm. within 24 hours and you can do like light work and that kind of stuff is all um very air cycle kind of energy but something else I actually want to just quickly touch on in terms of those chapters through the year is that from May through to October I'd say people um will feel slightly different because of we're moving from Jupiter and Pisces to Jupiter and Aries. And when Jupiter, this planet that expands thing is, is in the sign of Aries, it's much more fast paced, fiery. Um, launching things is a good idea. There's like a, an innocence about it actually, because Aries is the first sign in the Zodiac, whereas Pisces is sort of considered like the elder. Aries is like the infant. And so if you feel like you've got any entrepreneurial ideas or things you want to launch. (laughs) So from May to October is a really good period. I would say May to August specifically, because from August to, um, to actually March, we're going through Mars retrograde, which can be a little bit difficult. Um, (laughs) Technology could fail you. Well, no, that's Mercury retrograde, but Mars retrograde is, Mars is a planet of kind of like aggression and frustration sometimes. So it's like, if you think about the image of like road rage or just having a few little battles along the way, but Mars is a feisty planet. And so it's sometimes good to tone and line, (laughs) but like the, the May, June, July, those months, I think, will feel good, hopefully. (laughs) And is that that kind of energy you were talking about earlier where it's almost like things you focus on 
that's going to get that sort of push behind it. Yeah. And so we start to see that already April. So I just think these next few months are beautiful months to really, yeah, choose, like be really conscious of choosing to be in a really good state and knowing that you, you can, yeah, plug into a certain feeling or a certain frequency and that will start to expand. So what you really focus on where your energy um, where your attention goes that your energy flows there and so be really mindful of that because yeah it'll it'll start to grow legs and build so that's a really yeah positive thing to do back to the age of Aquarius when do you think <laughs> it starts <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> it's just that song where it's like age of Aquarius and everyone's yeah. like dancing around like hippies. I'm like, can we ever get back to that? Or is that just this utopia that doesn't exist? Because some people say that doesn't, that's not real. You know, there has to be balance. There has to always be good and bad. The yin yeah. and the yang to balance out. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's it's literally when you, this sounds really airy-fairy, but it's like, it's whenever you believe it's here, it will be here. And I think that it's I, like my, in my mind, I personally I don't want to plant this as a seed in anyone's mind who maybe believes it's here now, but it's like, I think kind of 2027, it will really um, feel like that. But the, um, the other thing is, you know, collectively, when we all believe something to be possible, it becomes way more possible. It's like everything that exists right now is based on our social memory. Mm -hmm. And even if you think about, the four minute mile you know how I don't know exactly the years when when people like ran the four minute mile but there was there was like a benchmark that people had let's say it was in I'm completely making this up the 70s and people could the the mile was run in say seven minutes and then everyone kind of believed that that was the you know speediest way you could run the mile and then someone out out did that and ran four minutes and then all of a sudden we see hundreds more people running the four minute mile because if we can just see it happen then we can believe it yeah and and it happens where it's like sometimes it's easier you know we see things and then we believe things but we need a group of us right now to be believing in something and then it gets created because I love that yeah so actually changing that mentality of you got to see it to believe it you got to believe it yeah to see it 100 percent like believe it to see it and that's where you're going to see that manifestation take yeah, off why like thoughts plugging into your mind and man like that kind of manifestation practice is a really good thing to experiment with because um <laughs> is, that a, <laughs> is that on your computer i think like yeah i can see something's popped up so, <laughs> hey check and we'll just leave that <laughs> i want to talk about manifestation because i'd say you'd have some uh cheeky little tips 
on yeah. how to manifest. You know, I think people get really frustrated around this concept because they're like, but I wanted it so bad. And I, mm. and I thought about it and I asked the universe and it never happened and it's just stupid and it doesn't work. Talk yeah. us through the number one error that people make when trying to manifest something. Number one. Or a couple of things. <laughs> so I think one of the best things to drop into when you're wanting to manifest something is the why behind the what you want. Uh, and so let's say if you're writing a list of things that you're manifesting, I would definitely boil it down and ask why, why, why until you get to a certain feeling. Uh, and this will often help you to actually manifest because our feelings are the wheels of manifestation. And I absolutely wholeheartedly believe that what is going on internally is always reflected externally. So if you're allowing yourself to say, just drop into those certain feelings, you definitely start to kick off that um, ability to manifest. But on that same notion of what we have going on internally is reflected externally, that also is to encourage you to look within and consider what belief systems you're operating from. And so I would go as far to say, you know, looking back at past patterns of behavior when you were younger and how they're showing up in your life now and potentially noting down limiting beliefs that you have because often what we are manifesting in our lives like literally right now every single person is manifesting that's mm. what I think I would say understand that where you are right now it's like you have manifested that to an extent I don't like yeah the, there's so many different kind of arguments that we could pull apart here and obviously I don't want to say people Get themselves into bad situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, um, it's actually empowering in the sense that when you know that you can create your reality, that means you can change it if you're not satisfied with it where you're at. And one of the quickest ways to do that is to start going within. And I've recently been working with someone who's had a really beautiful inner transformation and a really difficult situation she was having at work. Because when I'm talking about your external reality, it's not just this cup, this chair, this piece of clothing that I have. It's like the relationships that I have, the the physical body that I've manifested. You know, it's like the, um, the things that were going on in her working dynamic where she was having a really tough time with a colleague it's just completely flipped overnight without necessarily her having a specific conversation with that colleague, but she's just been doing a lot of inner work and realizing where her colleague was representing a relationship dynamic that she had with her mother when she was younger wow. and going in and healing that and then just seeing how, oh, it's completely changed. And it's magic to see when, you know, it's because it's just so empowering because she's done all of that completely, you know, herself. I've been there guiding and, you know, encouraging but she's completely done all of that herself which is amazing and then I suppose once you realize and you identify that experience that you had just how much it shapes your life and mm -hmm. where you have had limits and like yeah that must be the most empowering liberating experience totally and those limitations it's so freeing when you realize you kind of are uh, the person that holds the key to unlock everything and you're the one who's kind of keeping you in that cage and you can just open the door mm -hmm. so yeah when it comes to manifestation definitely doing the inner work and you're yeah, going and exploring what your little inner child might have needed when she felt or he felt or they felt scared or in pain or whatever it is that they may have been feeling and going in and being like hey what did you need and you'll notice that you know when you're triggered in situations or you're you know, having a really strong reaction to something, it'll often feel like you're, you can ask what age is this feeling? And it might feel like, oh, that was my 14 year old mm. self. Thinking about times when you'd felt like that. And maybe there was a time where you felt shamed by a group of friends. And instead of um, just buying into that shame feeling, going in and being like, oh, like what did for me, let's say, but like, what did younger Hannah need in that moment? And actually she needed to be really respected and I kind of go in and visualize being respected and I'll feel that feeling of I am respected because it's emotional it's that process right like I remember sitting well, I think I was once invited to like sit the different ages of me around like the dinner table 
And yeah. oh my God, I just, I, I wanted to protect this little Polly and I got really emotional. Yeah. And it's really insane how much you can feel through mm-hmm. that experience. Mm-hmm. It's just like from zero to 18, all of our memories have like a really high emotional charge, like, or a lot of them do anyway. Mm. And that's how deeper memories were encoded. And that's basically what has set our belief systems that we're operating on in our adult lives. So going in and exploring those younger years is, is actually a really key piece of the manifestation process. Yeah. I, I love those tips on manifesting. I, I remember a few years, well, quite a few years back and I just remember really the power that I experienced when I actually felt that feeling of Mm. how it would be in that situation that I was trying to manifest. And that was the most important thing. That was like the missing key. You can't just say you want it. You have to. It's like the feeling is so integral in that connection to making it actually occur. I 100 and like people will find their own groove where for me what I love doing is playing music because that helps to really encode it when I'm visualizing like having the thing you know it's like acting as if but it's like literally going into that space imagining having the thing or being with the thing or embodying whatever it is that is on this thing manifestation list Mm. that you're calling in um sorry it's a car outside (laughs) the the feelings like almost bring tears to your eyes or like, you know, you just, I get it also. Um, I, I'd like to practice it if I'm driving, if it's, a, if it's safe to do so, it's yeah. like that. They <laughs> kind of drop into a flow state. And I swear there's been times we, when I've been driving and I just fully am like, Oh, it's already happened. I know it's already happened in my body. And mm. then lo and behold, it happens like, yeah, very soon after. And that whole process can work with relationships, can't it? Because I feel like there's sort of some confusion around manifesting a relationship. I feel like sometimes yeah. that can be harder than anything else. Yeah, and I think that it's important to not manifest potentially like a certain person um, mm. because then you're kind of, manifesting someone else's life where it's like it could be that person but I think it's about going in and being like what is the feeling that I want and then trusting that you will create the relationship or manifest the relationship that is going to bring you yeah the feelings that you want or the feelings that you yeah so instead of finding this total babe at like the local yoga (laughs) class and you're like him and then you visualize it and you feel it that's probably not going to be as effective as actually the feelings that you that you crave from a relationship, the values that you sort of prioritize and all that kind of probably more meaty yeah. stuff. It's, it's, it's like there's so many nuances yeah. within each situation, but I think that one, there's also the element of surrender, right? Where mm. it's like having the intention, it's like having your attention on creating this beautiful relationship, knowing that you are deserving of this relationship and feeling as though it's already happened, but then also surrendering it and trusting that this or something better is coming my way. So it's like the universe and nature can kind of have its way because ultimately nature knows best and it will guide you to the place that you're supposed yes, to Yes, and that might look completely different from what you expect. Always, yeah. And so you do have to have that element of, yeah, surrendering. And that pressure that we put on ourselves, no matter what it is, whether it's a career, a family, a baby, all of that stuff, the the more pressure I feel mm-hmm. can also create blockages. Fully, fully, because mm. there's fear involved. Then, mm. it's so it's getting out of that state of fear into yeah, a state of love? Love. Anytime we're in fear, we're in like separation. Yeah. And anytime we're feeling love, there's like this oneness, which just – if you think about oneness, like you're already merging with that thing, whereas mm. you're not actually with it. Um, and I loved this. It was actually Deepak. Um, I don't know if it was his specific quote, but I heard him say it where it's like, there's no, I think it's from the Course in Miracles, but there's no order and difficulty when it comes to miracles. It's a quote like that, which I think essentially means like the universe doesn't, differentiate between let's say you wanting to manifest an apple versus Mm -hmm. you wanting to manifest a a boyfriend it's like (laughs) 
actually it's just like the universe can create there's no harder thing to create but it's all it's equal your belief system mm-hmm. around you know what I mean because in your mind creating that ideal partner is so much more difficult than an apple yeah. it's simple yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> is there any going back to astrology um yeah. Because we'll wrap up soon, but uh, are there any star signs that need to be made aware of difficulties this year or or um, uh, maybe good things that they need to embrace? Are there any highlights for 22 um, with certain star signs? I'm not going to say a certain star sign. <laughs> or we can just do general themes again. I love the general theme chat. I feel like um, I can give some insight into the area of life, maybe that I would say to focus on for each. If you, yeah, some, I would say, yeah. I would say, if if people are aware of their uh, rising sign, which is based on their birth time, then go by your rising sign. If you don't, don't worry, go by your sun sign as I'm talking through these different signs and okay. what the area of life that I would say. And what I'm basing this on is the North Node, which is, like I said, the the destiny or the North Star that we're following up until mid-2023. So um, with the Aries kitties, um, the area of life that they would focus on is working on their self-worth their potentially their career and the ways that they're making income um and yeah just just really valuing themselves when it comes to Taurus um (laughs) my brother's a Taurus and he's such a Taurus so this is a lot about their personal sense of identity uh working with their physical bodies and really really being confident and stepping out into the light and and being seen more and being like a leader um could be new beginnings and then with gemini the area of life to look into is actually their deeper spiritual side uh subconscious work I would say would be an area to focus on maybe some of that stuff I was just mentioning that internal work could be even more important Mm. taking some time out for self solitude is a really nice thing for people with sign Gemini to focus on um cancer yep community friends like wider do you just know this off the back of your head (laughs) (laughs) you're a freak man (laughs) Um, and looking into their their bigger visions um for the world and then also for themselves like really high high kind of future oriented goals and yeah but really focusing on wider friendships and community when I'm speaking to all of these areas as well for each of these signs, I want you to know that you could experience quite a lot of change in these areas, not mm-hmm. like not just one kind of change for the year, like kind of constant. Um, when constant we, change has become the new normal, though. Let's be honest. Contrast these extremes, but these yeah. are the areas that I would say like focus in on. Um, so Leo, yes, hello. <laughs> what well, I don't know my rising. I had um the. Cogstar app. Hang on. Do I even have it here right now? Rising was Capricorn. Am I? Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm a Cap. So yeah. is this for me or is this? Focus on Sun and you're right, but focus on your rising as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> Leo, career and actually just like launching things career wise. <laughs> oh, that's appropriate. Um, yeah. Stepping out into the world, find, gaining some kind of independence. Um, that's a really important piece. Um, the, yeah, it's also that kind of leadership energy comes through. And then like focusing on, on goals, like not being afraid to set goals for yourself as well. And then with your, if you're a Virgo, uh, now this is interesting in this time, but travel, and Uh-oh. this could be travel Ooh. inward as well as travel outwards so journeys connecting with spiritual mentors um wisdom seeking so it's not just like your typical just learning from a book it's like 
it could be a book, but it's like deep wisdom, finding deep truth, that kind of stuff. Spiritual okay. um, paying attention to maybe any deja vu moments or just little moments that feel karmic, but that would be something to focus on. Um, and then if you are a, or if your rising sign is Libra, where are we at? Libra would focus on vulnerability, um, learning to receive, opening yourself up to that, yeah, receptive energy, potentially working with secrets or... Um, <laughs> That's my partner. I really? I'm dealing with a lot of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Diving into the taboo, I would say, like, sink it, let it, like, encourage him to sink his teeth into things that feel even confrontational. I always do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, not being afraid, that's definitely a big thing. Mm, Um, Interesting. Yeah, a lot of fearlessness and then being, yeah, open to receive gifts and that kind of stuff. Give them a few gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm about to push out a baby and I've just found that I get the gift. Did you know you get a push? Did you know you get a push present? I've just found out you get a push present when you have a baby apparently. Well, your partner gives you, I mean, like it's probably a very, um, well, you get like a gift for having a baby. Is it called a push present? Oh, like you're pushing a baby. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So I'm going to get a present, but then maybe I'll give him one back. That could be the baby. Yeah, the babes are present. What is the due date? It's the 21st of August. Tell me about that time. You have to you have to figure out the exact like moment in time when it's born so we can do like a full human design. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm going to call you straight away. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are we exactly going to be experiencing at that time? Well... It's actually just before that Mars retrograde. So push, push, push. What, wait, when does the Mars retrograde start? That's August. Actually, I think it's August. It's either August 20th. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. 23rd. I actually need to figure out the specific date. It oh, my is, God. Figure it out. I, I actually think it's the 20th because it's been <sighs> Yeah. And so – Let's just reiterate what that kind of energy is going to entail. Do you know whether it's a boy or a girl? No, but I've got very strong masculine vibes. I was going to say it's a masculine feeling um, for sure where it's like masculine energy, but it could, because it's going backwards, it could. (laughs) You mean that time's a masculine time? Well, Mars is a masculine planet and so we're going to be feeling that strongly. So it could just bring up feelings. It could honestly just help you to push. So okay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yes, because it's going to yeah. be. It'll be a feisty little baby. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it is going to be. But also like um, intellectually stimulating, which will be fun. So. Okay. Um, we gone through we'll... Virgo? Did we get right. to Virgo? Oh, yeah, we did. You said it's going to be a spiritual time. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going into. Um... Capricorn. Sag. No, 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 we're not because I'm going around the Oh, whoops. We're going into Libra. Um, how do we do? Libra, you talked about the vulnerability, learning to receive. Yeah. Oh, Embracing okay, the taboo. Yep, 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 yep. So your partner's Libra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Scorpio is focusing on relationships. Yep. Um, major theme. Potentially, like putting in place boundaries, but also letting go of kind of negative energies, but then really focusing in on bringing in the right relationship and then potentially partnerships and bonds in terms of business. That could be a strong thing to focus on as well. Um, Scorpio Sagittarius is health focus, I would say, like focusing on health and wellness Mm -hmm. and working on your sense of purpose in the world, how you are of service to other people. And maybe you'll feel like a shift in your just general kind of routine day-to-day operations. Um, I would say getting into like, like cliche, like a a good morning routine or figuring out something that really makes you um, feel good physically, mentally, 
Um, Sorry, my partner's falling faces. <laughs> he's just got home. What? BJ, my partner's just got home and he's just what? being silly and trying to distract me through the window. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, so, wait, yes, health and well-being, Sagittarius. Yes, yes, love Sagittarius. it. Now, Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Potentially babies. <laughs> Potentially what? Babies. Really? There is a children element, but it's also creativity. So like birthing anything new into the world, creative projects, potentially, um, you know, pushing something out. So there's so that could actually relate to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. are Capricorn rising, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I'm such a Leo that I can't look beyond my Leo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm just obsessed with <laughs> being a Leo. Oh, right. so, yeah, um, but Capricorn, definitely focusing on creativity, like romance, play, having fun, that kind of stuff is really important. Um, like bringing in the lighter side of life, like don't feel too heavy or serious, which Capricorns can tend to do. Um, and then uh, Capricorn, now we move to Aquarius. And Aquarius is all about the, this could also potentially be like nurturing. So maybe there's like a children element here, but it's also home environment, creating a home. Maybe you find that you're moving home, Mm -hmm. um, redecorating, like just this element of creating a good space for yourself where you feel secure, like security is a big theme as well, I would say. And then we move to... Did I just say Aquarius, Pisces? Have we done Pisces? No, we haven't done Pisces. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) Pisces is all about, yeah, this is the final sign. Pisces is all about close-knit community and communication using your voice, like clearing that throat chakra, baby. That's definitely Pisces vibes. And also like really expressing yourself. Pisces have gone through quite an internal, introverted kind of past yeah so this is this year is definitely about bringing yourself into the light and because we've got that kind of Jupiter and Pisces vibe I would say definitely from you know beginning of the year to April and then from October through to the end of the year really making sure that you are um, putting yourself out there and expressing yourself and really connecting with your local community like the people close to you even even you know close siblings and things are really good things to plug into. So those would be areas to focus on for each of the signs. Beautiful. And I know that that's only like literally skimming the surface and it must be so hard for you to do those very brief summaries. But thank you for breaking it down. Of course. (laughs) And um, thank you so much for joining me for the chat today. It's always so fun and I feel like we could just go on for hours and hours and chat all day long. Um, But if anyone ever wants to do like a special reading with you, I know you do human design, you do astrology, and they can book through your Instagram, which links to a website. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as easy um, through Instagram, but yeah, I'd love to connect with your people. (laughs) What's your, do you have like a really interesting group of people that come to find you? Like, do you, are there surprises or is it kind of just one demographic? actually actually I mean there are I'm not no it's it is random I, want, I don't want to also say like you have to be a certain yeah yeah of course <laughs> but, but there's um it there's definitely surprises along the way I wouldn't actually say I kind of like it like I'll go onto a zoom call and be like oh what's what's the vibe today I kind of like to tune in beforehand and get a feel and then oftentimes it's yeah pretty on on point but I do have times where I'm like Oh, this is new. This is fresh. <laughs> oh, well, um, I just to see, you know, new. Sorry, I just interrupted you. No, but that's I fine. Just to see, like, there are more people from different, you know, backgrounds, and like, actually, what I do find is like periods of time where there'll be like a lot of people who are very corporate focused, and a lot of people who are, um, you know, maybe they're kind of entrepreneurs and they've left their role, they're very spiritual, or there's like a younger crew or people born in a certain month, there are kind of themes that show up, but I wouldn't oh. say there's just a specific type of person every time. 
Yeah. Well, I can I just say I loved my reading with you. My mum and I both got one and mm-hmm. we were just like sharing notes afterwards because we both knew nothing about human design prior to that. And we were like, oh, my God, I'm this. And oh, my God, I'm this. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we were comparing and we loved it. So would highly recommend if you're kind of in a space where you're looking for a bit of guidance, you're just looking to get back on track, Hannah Carrera on Instagram. She's amazing. Go follow her. Thank you so much for joining me, Han. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Polly. <laughs> that was my first chat for the Woo Woo Weekend edition of the PJ Podcast. Hannah Carrera, lovely human. Uh, And the best way, if you want to give her a follow or maybe you're interested in one of her one-on-one sessions, hit her up on Instagram, Hannah Carrera. Hannah, (laughs) C-R-E-R-A-R. Don't know why I said my R is so funny. Um, But yeah, you can book in and um, have a session, whether it's human design or she does a number of things. Um, Highly recommend. Every time I've had a one-on-one with her, I just come out feeling like... On top of the world. She just makes you feel good. So if that's a bit of you, go check her out. Otherwise, love to know your feedback. Is there the thirst for a bit of Woo Woo Weekend content? Or are you content with programming as usual? Um, Let me know. And I'll see you for another episode of the PJ Podcast, regardless, next week. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.